0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: That's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists
1: to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into?
0: Talking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up on today's episode, my old buddy Troy Westwood stopped by to talk the Jets' work this offseason. season Plus we announce the winner of our wood jerseys contest. But first a word from our friends over at DraftKings. The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. Their free to play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and DraftKings is offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. 50K in the best part is it's free to play. Super easy to enter as well. You just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. I think I might put a little money down on Canada's women's soccer team going for gold against the Aussies on Thursday. Other questions, just like medal count, or questions specific to the USA team, that's all you have to do is answer those, and you have a shot, at $50,000. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome everyone to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Verwicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the long weekend. I had an absolute blast out of my parents' cabin, you know, watching the little one have some fun down by the lake and, you know, found some time in between that to crush a a couple hundred beers as well. Uh, But with all, all that fun and, you know, all those calories in the rear view, it's a new month, which usually means a healthy start for a lot of us. And I thought, you know, who better, you know, to help me and maybe everybody else out there get onto a healthy kick to kick off the month of August. Then bringing in the healthiest guy that I know, some people call him a former Blue Bomber and sports caster here in the city. I call him a Jose Mourinho in training, but my man Troy Westwood has <laughs> stopped by the podcast to have some fun and talk some jets here. Westy, how's it going, man? Not too bad,
1: brother. You might have to to change this to skates, plates, and wobbly pops pretty soon if you're...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, wob- wobbly pops and a little footy as well. You know, <laughs> yes. you know, we have to talk about this. I don't think Jets fans will mind too much because I'm sure they enjoyed this the other day. But how awesome was it seeing the Canadian women oh. send the Americans home early and now we're playing... It's also, It's like Canada's playing for a gold medal in Olympic soccer, but more importantly, we sent the Americans home packing and with a, only a bronze at best for them.
1: Oh, man, Wix, and we talked for years and years about quite possibly... Even still today, the, the the greatest rivalry in sport right now from a Canadian perspective, it may well, I don't know if, if is it the hockey, the women's hockey program against America, or is it the women's soccer program against the USA? Right. It's kind of they're kind of neck and neck right there tied. And oh baby, to see to see them drop the American team wicks, it was just I did not, I wanted to get my son Trey. We had a game tonight, so I told Trey, "You cannot stay up to watch it. You'll be fried <laughs> for your own game." And it, it's a shame it was on when it was on, but at least we get the gold get uh, medal match here. And I think it's nine p.m. Central, or something works, but just glorious. So it, I was so thrilled and happy, and, and of course uh, with our you know with Desi, uh, Miss Scott uh, get, getting an opportunity for gold, and the whole story with Christine Sinclair and uh, Buchanan, and such. It's just marvelous, my friend.
0: Like I said, great to see the women playing for gold, but I think a big part of me is saying even better that the Americans are going home somewhat empty-handed. <laughs> Let's get back and switch gears here to the Winnipeg Jets. And and look, no shortage of excitement as well and, and no shortage of moves from the club. A couple of big trades to kick off the offseason that you know a lot of people were hoping for but didn't know if we would get that. I guess just your initial thoughts on what's gotten a lot of fans here in the province excited you know, your initial thoughts on the new-look Winnipeg Jets heading into next season.
1: I think my initial thought was it's about freaking time, man, right? To, to actually go and get aggressive and grab a couple of individuals. And we had been talking on the show, Wicks, for years there with Big Rig about that two- to four-year window, looking at the age of Wheeler, at the age of the uh, some of the other players coming into their prime, and and just sort of the void that they've had defensively since the whole... That year with Bufflin, Truba, Strada, that whole thing, the disaster that happened, they've ne- just never really recovered. But very exciting for sure. And it's going to be so neat to see. And you know what, man? The thing that I'm most intrigued by, that now now you look at there, and I saw that you tweeted out a, a couple few days ago, hey, man, this is the decor. It looks pretty darn good. I'm really going to be interested now from the coaching perspective you know, the systems in place, and a lot of people question the systems and have for years here at Paul Maurice, and the overall defensive commitment, hello, top line, and some other individuals involved. Like, what now can they – now there's no excuse here for the decor. Like, from a, a talent perspective, they're not shy of talent on that blue line. So now can – now will it maybe get – if there is some level of struggle from a team perspective – Uh, defensively now how much more louder might some of the drum get or the attention maybe the seat get here for Paul Maurice should they not be able to answer the bell at the level that a lot of people think they should be
0: yeah I mean there's no doubt he has his amount of critics here Paul Maurice and I think even those that would criticize him could also you know at the same time turn around and say well what's he supposed to do with the defense core that he's Mm -hmm. gotten that excuse is now wiped away. I'm not going to say there's more pressure on him because I think it's basically been the same for a couple of years now, but there's no doubt that, I mean, the heat's going to get turned up if the defensive results aren't there early on for the Winnipeg Jets. Maybe outside of Paul Maurice, Josh Morrissey is probably going to have some of the most pressure on him this upcoming season, whether it's, you know, with a uh, Pionk or Nate Schmidt beside him to start the year. Do you think no matter who's beside him that we see a bounce back for Josh Morrissey, or is the guy that we've seen the past couple of seasons what we should expect moving forward?
1: What a great question that is, Wix, huh? And it's hard for me not to be a little bit biased. Like, it's hard for me to take a step back, be completely objective with that one, because I got a soft spot in my heart for him. I, I don't know. I just, I just do. We had him uh, join us on the show for a little bit there. He's always seems to handle himself with impeccable class. So likable. I don't know what you you cannot like about the guy just uh, as a fella there. So I'd like to think Wicks that he gets someone that he feels comfortable with, someone that can compliment him in the right way. I think hoping that he could grow into the number one dude on the top pairing. I I think we witnessed that. We talked about it plenty in the past that he's just not at that level. So yeah, I I think they'd have a bit of a bounce back uh, season Wicks, but everyone I think can safely tuck away in a, uh, somewhere safely that he is not a number one stud d-man right that that just never came to fruition but let's hope that the jets get a couple of real super solid pairs out of this at the very very least
0: well i'm glad you mentioned that because it's a perfect segue <coughs> into my next question for you i know you're a huge fan of balance i you know back in the day yeah. what we're talking about back in the show but back on the show you would always say gay give me 12 michael leagues. And I'll beat a team that has, you know, two superstars up front, but not a whole lot behind them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what the Jets are on the blue line right now. Like, there's no top pair guy, but you might have five and, and maybe even six second pair guys if Logan Stanley takes another step this upcoming season. Do you think that's something that can work? Because we just haven't really seen that at the NHL level. Usually, the teams that are in the Stanley Cup Finals will have either one or even two top pair defensemen.
1: Yeah, isn't that interesting, Wix? That we've never really seen that from a decor perspective, but certainly we've seen it lots with an approach to sort of the forward groups, right? You look at a number of examples of that where you just have a bunch of super solid second, third liners, sort of and scoring by committee and rolling out four lines, but we've never really seen that per se. I'm trying to you know, bounce around in my head uh, a team that has sort of had had a decor like that, but I can't think of any. Of the Maybe way-
0: Pittsburgh when they won the cup, right? one one of their cup wins i guess yeah but
1: although maybe the, the they would probably point to latang as being something a little bit up echelon maybe but i i think it's a great point that you make Wix. and i most certainly think that yeah you can put together and here again wicks i i i'm going to if i had to choose okay and the jets who have you know the second most uh, second or the very most high danger chances surrendered over the last two years they've been worst or second worst i believe Do I think that this team now is going to find itself defensively and really change that? I I don't. I I don't believe in the systems that are in play here defensively for the Winnipeg Jets right across the board the way I approach it with the forward group, the defensive group, and I will never for my life, Wicks, forget the quote by Jacob Truba in The Athletic that said the hardest part of playing defense on this team is sometimes not knowing who your man is in the d zone i just i can't believe that quote has not been highlighted and broadcast a little bit more screamed out from the rafters wicks but i just don't believe in the systematic approach of this coaching staff when things when it comes to defense so they're going to have to show they're gonna have to prove that to me before i buy wicks
0: so then what do you think i guess what would be your expectations for this upcoming season then you know even if you just wanted to go defensively right like there's no more excuses on the blue line like we've touched on here. It's a solid group at the very least. The forwards are explosive offensively, but the defensive issues are still there for them. And then you have, you know, maybe the best, if not one of the three best goalies on the planet behind them. It, it kind of sounds like, not, not that you're pessimistic about their chances this year, but maybe saying Chakai Chikai on this team, joining the the upper echelons, the Colorados and the Tampas, right?
1: Yeah, that's the way I feel, and you know that's normally sort of my approach often, and sometimes proven wrong when we had our show wicks. But I'm a little bit certainly pumping the brakes a bit or chikai chikai, and I, I I I can't believe this team just went through, and I I I couldn't believe the sort of the lazy media narrative when they when they got by Edmonton the way they did. I know that they swept them and and moved on, and there was everyone was kind of drink with the red, white, and blue thing and the Jets. This and that, but those underlying numbers, man, were really questionable. And then the overtime games, and, and hey, the analytics crew will lay and uh, talk about the 50, you know, the, the the tiny little margin of winning those games. But I just those underlying numbers after coming out of that series, boy, I, I just I don't know, man. I don't have, I and I can't believe the whole season went by, when you had the possibility, and again, I'll question personnel decisions here, when you had the possibility of Shifley. Dubois, Stastny, Lowry, I don't know why in the world Paul Murray stayed away from that wicked down-the-middle strength. Go forward with that. When the Jets first arrived here, we heard them a, as an organization saying that's how they're going to build this team with down-the-middle strength. And I know there is a time frame that that fourth line was answering the bell a little bit and all, and all the rest of it, man. But to me, they, they never even went to the well. How do you not go to the well when you have those four guys you can play down the middle, Wicks? Not even once. How in the world is that possible? I, I still can't believe the whole season went by and it never even went to it. So, And I know dang well the same freaking thing's going to happen this time around upcoming this next season. We all know the kind of player or what's going to happen here that Palm Reese is going to insert into that fourth line and, and put Dubois or Stastny out to the wing. I just I don't understand the approach here sometimes. And I and I I gotta say, Wicks, as each season goes by, I'm losing a little bit of faith in whether it's personnel decisions or approach to utilizing and systems that are intact. I, I say completely Chikai Chikai.
0: Man, I, I really miss this because I can just tell you know, if this if this was a live stream or something, we'd be getting the Westy sucks and he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I miss I miss you riling everybody up here. Like, <laughs> I'm just smiling ear to ear the whole time, and not even that I disagree with you with what you said there. It's just <laughs> I hope
1: I'm wrong, man, because I, I I still remember that run that they had to the Western Final, brother, and I'll never forget walking down after I got some groceries at Safeway, and I'm and I'm I'm at the very last cashier, and I turned left, man, and every single transact verbal transaction going on with the t- with the cashier was about the Jets, and I just thought it was the neatest thing, man. That was such a fun. Uh, season and let's hope let's hope I'm out to lunch and wrong and the Jets uh, shine as bright as the sun here brother but they got to prove it to me
0: yeah no that's fair it's been hey it's each year that passes we get further and further from that as awesome as it was it, it would be outstanding especially with all the garbage we've gone on with the world these past couple of years to have you know maybe a stress-free Portage and Main celebration sometime next summer Uh before we wrap things up here just a couple more things that I think I, maybe the last few things when it comes to what the Jets are going to be doing uh, the rest of this offseason. But this one, to me, has gone completely under under the radar so far. Andrew Kopp and will he or won't he be back with the team next year, it it just seems like no one's really talking about it all that much. I'll just put you in Kevin Chevaldeoff's shoes here. If Andrew Kopp comes towards you all negotiating and says, look, I'm accepting a one-year deal at whatever you want to offer me, and I'm off to free agency after this, and that's it? No long-term deal? If you're Chevy, are you just signing him and risking losing that asset for nothing? Or do you try to move him and maybe find a a cheaper replacement, whether in trade or free agency, and then grab some draft picks as well on top of it?
1: And we remember some of the words shared there by Andrew Kopp and that whole argument. Remember that, man? It did, yeah. So I, I, I tell you this much, Wicks, for sure. He and I've remember a while back, I was questioning the possibility of could he be a second line guy and just I and who doesn't love what Andrew Kopp brings to the table, right? You got uh, dude that you can plug in up the middle on the wall and just what he brings to the table. I just kind of think it's a shame there and, and I wonder, I wonder just uh, I suppose. So, the bottom line here, you're wondering you keep him for a year and use him, or you try and maximize whatever comes back for him, sort of thing. Yeah, like
0: either he's essentially a rental for the Jets. Yeah. Or you cut bait now, try to maybe get some assets, and then find his replacement, either in a trade with Kopp or you sign somebody else in free agency here.
1: Yeah. And you're not, and you wonder the whole salary cap thing, how much wiggle room that they've gotten. Yeah, not much. Yeah, not much. I, I tell you, man, he is such. Such a he's so I think players like that, and that's kind of getting back to what you said when I said, "Hey, I'll take twelve pro leagues." Like same sort of thing with Andrew Cops, right? He's such a, a fantastic guy that you can just plug in here, plug in there, wherever you need him. He's going to make the line better. I say it looks to me like they're kind of going, pushing those chips into the middle of the table here, doesn't it, Wes? With some of these signings, and if you, and if we you, you're identifying that uh, that window that two to four window we're talking about as those years keep getting on beyond behind Mr. Wheeler and all the rest of it. If you're pushing your chips in in the middle wicks, go for it. Go keep them this year and just uh, deal with things a little bit later on. But he could play such a massive pivotal role for whatever success you might enjoy this year.
0: I like that. I, I, we, we don't know the hand that Chevy's holding, but if you're pushing your chips all in, then might, might as well add one more to that there. And it's, it's such a tough decision And I agree with you. I think Chevy ultimately is going to, at this point, you know what? Have fun this one year. and You get your payday next year. But let's try and chase a Stanley Cup this upcoming season. But, you know, the savvy general manager may look at the situation and go, let's cash in on him as an asset. And we'll Mm -hmm. try to improve our team elsewhere. But the other part of it is this forward core needs more Andrew Cops. They don't need less of him, right? Like there's already – enough offensively leading guys on this team that to have somebody with a good mix like that it's 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 just a difficult decision because I don't know if you would be able to adequately re- replace them especially with Mason Appleton going over to Seattle in the expansion draft. Now I do like that you go with the poker analogy there because when you're pushing your chips all in, you know normally you wouldn't go scarce and risky when it comes to the backup goalie position.
1: Oh, yeah, I I wanted to fit this in somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the last one, man. So if you want to go nuts, have at it. But the Jets have put themselves in a spot where they don't have the cap space to sign anybody worth over a million dollars. So while you make a prayer there, are the Jets doing the right thing? Can either Comrie or Burden be the backup goalie? Or is this something that can blow up in an epic proportion for the Jets this upcoming season?
1: Am I wrong to say, Wicks, that we know freaking well that Comrie cannot be the level of backup necessary? So then, yeah. could it be yeah, Burden? because
0: he's the nicest guy in the world. But
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it maybe Burden can do it, right? Maybe the Birdman can step up here, and boy, would not just imagine the personalities in the room if you got Hello Buck and the Bird Birdman, dude. It's just, <laughs> it's hard to imagine what would happen. There's some of those pregame looks and stuff like that, yeah. right? But yeah, we. I, I think it's, it's, you're praying, you're going workhorse, you're going old fashioned workhorse, 65 plus games with Hellebuck, first of all, that's right? That'd be yep. one of the few teams still pushing that button. And then the whole Comrie thing, man, I, I, geez you just pray that Hellebuck stays healthy. And I, and I think if Eric Comrie, hasn't he not proven Wicks that he's just not, he's not the dude. So I don't know what they're expecting him to pull out of his backside here and as a, as a goalie to step up and all of a sudden blossom into this dude that you can count on in a backup situation. But I do not feel comfortable with that whatsoever and just hope and pray that Hellebuck is going to have some Grant fear like number of games played this upcoming season <laughs> and he stays healthy, baby, because that's is there's nothing behind.
0: Yeah, grab a hyperbaric chamber and ship it to the Hellebuck household. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> much the <laughs> goal that he planned this upcoming season. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> You know, my old man made an interesting point in that if Eric Comrie is the uh, goaltending guru, Andy Rowicki, but that if Eric Comrie is the backup going into the year, you know, for the first time in his professional career at the NHL level, he's actually given a vote of confidence. And it's not easy for a goalie to come into a situation where, whether it was in Winnipeg or Jersey or Detroit, where it's, all right, you're getting this game. And by the way, if you don't let in two or less, Hope you enjoy the AHL the next time out. Like it's, it's tough to get into a rhythm as a goalie. And maybe, maybe, you know, having the backing of a team is enough to make him, a, I don't know, an average backup. I think that's probably best case scenario for the Jets if that's the case. But there's just, there's no doubt that as far as risk goes, it's a dicey, dicey situation. And, and maybe the best plan at this point is hey, maybe we clinch a playoff spot with 15, 20 games to go and then it doesn't matter. Who's a net for us down the stretch? And that's when Hellabike gets a couple games off.
1: I love the romantic vision of, of your dad there, brother. I signed up for that all day long. <laughs> but that, you know, that feel good. Hey, these guys are supporting me. I feel good. He goes in there, bing, bing, bing. Lesson five on game one. Then what? Right? Yeah, look out. I I no way. I, I just there's no I, I feel goods here, right? Let's that, all those that have feel goods in their heart and soul with. The Eric Comrie thing, enjoy it. Enjoy it now, right up to training camp. There'll probably be in a couple of real cute stories about it. And I, you know, by all indications, he's a tremendous guy. I, but but no, man, I'm not buying that one at all, Wicks. And and I'm if I got to push my chest one way or the other on that one, I'm going Birdman. Maybe he steps up. But I, I think if Eric Comrie's shown us anything, Wicks, that he is not an NHL-level goalie.
0: Yeah, you know what? This might be the one time that there's an actual training camp battle at an NHL training camp, because we all know that coaches generally have their roster picked out and maybe one or two spots on the edge. But I mean, if bird now plays Comrie in training camp, I don't know how you don't give him the edge to be the backup to start the season. But I mean, let's face it backup goalie being your biggest problem. Jets fans will take that over our defense score one of the worst of the NHL. How can we get back to the playoffs? Westie. That's very fair. Thank you so much for joining me today, man. Just a couple of quick ones before we go. I know you went Chikai Chakai, like we said earlier, on the Jets, potentially getting back to the place they were a couple of seasons ago. But just quickly, your best guess, what do they finish in the Central this upcoming season? First, second, third, or God help us all somewhere outside the playoff picture?
1: Well, I think you and I both think someone's going to run away with it in the Central. Right? Like... Yeah, so I'm gonna say, I'll say third. I think they they could finish second, second or third. And I just maybe I'm I, there. I feel a little bit optimistic, right? But I'll I'll give them that that they could finish second or third. I'll, I'll lean. If I had to choose one, I'll say third. Wicks. And I just hope I hope that those uh in, in those inner feelings that I have of being concerned about personnel decisions and systems that this is going to be a huge year for that. Right it, to see where those things are at with this strengthened, assuming that Hello Buck plays Apollo Games plays at a decent level, where with the forward group now and the decor that they've got Wicks, where do all those the things systematic related personnel decisions? I, I think I think it, the seat is quite warm for Paul Maurice in my opinion Wix that he needs to do something real positive here and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, there might be some more changes in season as well whether it's the coaching staff or maybe at the trade deadline too. So it's, it's going to be a hell of a year either way. I mean, there's just so much, you know, just as someone in our former business, you know, storyline-wise, this is going to be a fascinating team to watch this upcoming season. One last one for you here, my man, and I think this is going to be the easiest question I ask of you today. But can you pick a number for me between 1 and 162?
1: Um, Am I supposed to be able to read between that to know what we're talking about? No, just
0: the number one, one to one sixty-two. any number. I got a number. Yeah. What is it? Four. All right. Well, we actually are giving away a Winnipeg Jets wood Jersey for the contest we've been running at the hockey podcast network. And we had 162 retweets, I think. So Westy just picked number four out of the list. Hey, so number four, we'll get to that a little later in the show, but the reason I did that is because I'm a coward, and now everybody that's pissed off can blame you for picking the fourth <laughs> guy instead of them. So thanks hey, for that. Hey, man. Hey, number four for Bobby Orr. That's what I'm thinking. Fair enough. You mentioned Bobby Orr. That's that's your get-out-of-jail-free card in Canada. <laughs> that's right,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, this is a blast, man. We'll have to do it sometime again soon. Um, but, you know, I, I, I guess we should end with this here. A lot of people have been asking me, you know, just how's Westy been doing lately? Is is everything good? And I, I guess, you know, everybody we, we've kind of generated some relationships over the past, I guess, decade or so. Um, but I know you're you're coaching soccer like a bad man. Trey's balling out. And I, I don't know if the offers from Barcelona and Chelsea are coming in yet. <laughs> but I, I guess just let everybody know, like you're, you're doing all right. Everything's good in, in the life of the Westwoods right now.
1: Everything's great, brother. I have a fantastic job with a, a a local Winnipeg-based company called Gustin Kwan. We're right across North America, an account manager, and just a, a fantastic culture and great group of individuals with the company. I absolutely love what I'm doing. And like you said, man, coaching U13, uh, premier soccer now, and the young fellas out there giving her in the middle of the field, up and down. And we have a great team, great group of individuals, and a fantastic coaching staff supported Fantastically here by FC Northwest. So we're yeah, it's a bunch of fun. We're having it's on a hundred miles an hour, Wicks, uh and just rest whenever you can. But we're having lots of fun, my friend.
0: That's awesome. Great to hear. Great to hear. Well, I've taken enough of your time here, so enjoy the rest of the night. I'll text you after I watch Wrath of Man, and you know maybe we'll have a viewing party for the gold medal game Thursday night. How about that?
1: Let's do that, brother, for sure, man. Great talking to you, Wix.
0: Always good to have Westie stop by, and don't worry. Big Show Reunion Week will continue, and we'll get the big rig himself to stop by. Jim Toth will join me for one of our next episodes as well. But a huge thanks to Troy Westford for joining us today. But we have to get back to pressing matters at hand. You may remember Westie picked number four, Bobby Orr, out of 162. That's so many people entered our contest, which means somebody... Is about to win a brand new Winnipeg Jets wood jersey, courtesy of our friends over at Wood Jerseys. So, drum roll, please! Congratulations to Tomash, Tomash. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. I think that's how I think that's how you pronounce your name. At T S W A C H A, at T Swacha. You won't be too mad at me if I mispronounce any of that because you got yourself a Winnipeg Jets wood jersey coming your way. So Tomash, I'll DM you the info. Get that beauty over to you as soon as possible. Thanks again to everybody that entered. Thanks to wood jerseys. We had Ryan Moyer on the show a little while back. Jets stats guy actually and founder of wood Jersey. So if you missed out on winning the contest and you're a little bummed out, well, go support a local business and grab yourself a Winnipeg Jets wood win jersey for the upcoming season. That's a wrap for the episode. We're coming back on Friday. Before then, though, kick-ass Team Canada and kick-ass Blue Bombers. Let's go blue and gold. Can't wait for the defending champs to kick off their CFL season. It's a huge week here in Winnipeg up ahead. Thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rowicki. Peace.